0: Right, so
1: work
0: it or I'm just
1: gonna hold it on it.
0: Well this has gone from one disaster to another. We're not, not just done
2: this over Zoom this never
0: happens. This never happens on Zoom.
3: <laughs> Streamed in over fifty countries.
2: We have to say hello to, to Nigel in Hong Kong who single handedly managed to get us to wait for this Dan number nine <laughs> number nine on the Apple Podcast <laughs> charts for British football shows in Hong Kong. Over forty guest interviews. And counting. We would like to welcome to the St. Johnson podcast ex Scotland internationalist and all round hero Del Boy John O'Neill. It's a Dogger Saints' pleasure to introduce Liam Craig, Michael Jubrey, the St. Johnson legend Stephen Anderson. How you doing, buddy? You okay? I'm all right. just
4: doing all right, of you.
2: It's Hall of Fame member Nick Dazrich. How
3: you guys doing? Over £3,000 worth of terrible merchandise discussed.
0: But it is a dog waste bag dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> the <bottom> <laughs>
3: Join Sam and Dan as they chat about the mighty Perth St. Johnstone. Stephen Anderson scores! It's come through to McLean! He has scored! It's at the clock! It's in! It is unbelievable! To Rooney! And what is it about Sean Rooney and Cup Finals? It's the Dogger. Saints.
2: Podcast. Oh, hello there. Didn't see you sneak in. I'm Sam Miller and I'm joined by Danny Williams. How are you? Oh, hello, Sam. Hello, everyone. It's nice for you to join us here. Indeed, for this special, it's Lock in 3, and this is a special for the upcoming St. Johnson play Owen the Saints at Pear Theatre. Lockdown 3. Hold on, just bear with us. I've got a tagline for this. Lockdown 2, Electric Boogaloo is what it was. We've not got one for 3 yet. Lockdown 3, Rise of the Machines. <laughs> Good. But anyway, we are here to basically talk about the the first ever St. John'son play. What a treat it will be, running at Pear Theatre from the 2nd of June to Saturday, the 18th of June. Get yourself along, it'll be a hoot and a holler. And we have been very lucky to be joined by Katie Mitchell, who organised the whole event. One of the co-directors, Martin McCormick. And one of the community cast, Gordon Small, who will be involved as well. We chatted to all of these when... We had a wee special event up up at the theatre, Dan, and that was a riot. As you heard from the opening credits, it was Carnage. Hashtag this never happens on Zoom. Um, <laughs> it doesn't. That's why I prefer Zoom. To be fair,
0: um, no, it was a very very enjoyable evening. A bit different to uh, our normal um, our normal fair, if you will. But it was great to get out there and get um, chatting to different people and to you know people from different walks that have ended up in this place, or some Saints fanatics and some people that. You know, weren't really bothered about football, but obviously um, very interested in the theater, which was, it was really nice, really good experience.
2: And that's a perfect tie-in to our our first guest, Katie, who basically talked about that, because she was kind of organizing a community cast and doing a lot of the, most of the background work to be fair about the show and getting regular Joes like me and you to go along to the theater and what Saints fans can actually bring to the show. And we've actually tied that in with one of our regular features, Dan. We have, and oh, we do love a feature. We do, we do love a feature, and this is one it's of cool. our favourites. It's the George boy on the Royal? But we'll, we'll put a kind of a, a a a twist on it, Dan. There was a theme. It wasn't theme, tea, <laughs> but there theme was team. There was a theme to the old
0: pile. So, and we had some fairly unexpected and brilliant answers to this.
2: So basically, we asked. Uh, well we'll play the clip. We'll let you hear it. Uh, up versus Katie and then our George Boyle and the Royal spin-off acting special. Enjoy. So if any, but you don't need to be able to act to be in the show no. or even a St. Johnson fan or an actor, you don't need to be anything.
4: No, no. You just need to have enthusiasm and yeah, either a love for theatre if you're a theatre person or a love for saints if you're a saints person. And uh, I feel like the Saints people will, will teach the theatre people all about St. Johnston, which is really important, so you know what the show's going to be about and all the references. And hopefully the theatre people will teach the St. Johnston people all about the theatre. So yeah, no, you don't have to be a professional actor. It's basically, we're trying to recreate what happens in the stands. And, uh, you know, like the FCU gang, they're, they're all performers, aren't they? They arrive in their costumes, they bang the drums, they chant and cheer... And we kind of want to recreate that on the stage, basically.
0: Brilliant. No, I was just saying, um, actually, a good point with this, because you might think with me, um, the brass neck on this guy doing a St. Johnson podcast when he's got an English accent has already admitted he supports Manchester United. Um, so it's about actually to build on the sort of teaching, um, like Saints fans teaching, maybe the people that aren't as all fait with football. Dude, great. It's, it really is a great one. And that's how, basically, I got started When I moved to Perth, I've been here now about six years. And that's how it all came about. I mean, I started going to a couple of games and me being a total sort of football nerd. People just got him you know, I started to, people taught me more about the club and more about the history of the club and all that. And then, you know, eventually now I spend several hours a week with Sam talking about this club. So it it's um you don't have to, you know, become a proper fan or whatever by the end of it, but I mean it might help you guys, along with the play, um, for the people that maybe don't know as much about the football, is that Saints fans will genuinely teach you and be really, really nice about it. So,
2: yeah,
0: a, a, a very enthusiastic bunch, mate. Katie,
2: thank you very much.
3: Thank you. Five we'll
2: minutes of fame. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got an idea, Dan. That... This never. This <laughs> usually ends to some sort of chaos. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, no. it's usually I don't. The, the worst ideas are usually the ones that just come out with on the spot. So, we do a feature called Giorgio Boy on the Royal. Where have you seen St. Johnson players out and about, not at McDermott Park? But we could also, because there's a lot of desbians in. Oh, good, <laughs> mate. Thank you very much. We could do a new feature of like, where have you seen any actor out and about, not in a theatre or cinema setting? Hugh Grant having a rant. Um Have you ever I seen t- a famous <laughs> celebrity? Oh, I saw
0: Damien Lewis. Good. In Euston Station. At least I think it was him. It might have just been some sort of tall ginger bloke, but it was too much of a coincidence <laughs> for it to just be that. Like, no, it was definitely
2: him. It was definitely Damien Lewis. I seen so. Gerard Butler in Costa in Perth. That's, that's a good one. Aye, he was with his mum. She lives in Medvin, I think. Is that true? Yeah, that's the thing.
0: I saw Angus Deaton in a coffee shop in Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> for
2: the younger, people. for <laughs> the younger people, Angus Deaton used to do <laughs> Have I Got News For You. And that's <laughs> it. Um, who's the most famous person you've ever seen out and about? Go for it. Jackson. Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Right, let's just end this now. Thanks, yeah. you just ruined the game for everyone. <laughs> Michael, right, t- tell us more.
3: Well, I was in California and this blue van pulled up in a space I was going to drive into and the back doors opened and two great big guys came out and it was full of like oxyacetylene tanks in the back and then this little guy came out A mask on, he was wearing masks before COVID. (laughs) I was about to say, he's been (laughs) a train caller
2: for years, yeah.
3: And I thought, that was Michael Jackson. And um, I said, Excuse me, I was going to park here. And the guy who was driving the van said, Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am, we need to park here because we need access to the toy shop.
2: Seeing Michael Jackson in a toy so shop sure. <laughs> writes his own jokes There to we go. go. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. Aye. Michael,
0: Michael Jackson robbed you of a parking spot. <laughs> now that is, that is absolutely, that's better than anything we've had on. I feel so bad about my Gerard Butler in Costa now. I know,
2: yeah. <laughs> I a bit I let down, down with that. I, I felt know. bad about Angus Deaton in a coffee <laughs> yeah, shop near Old <laughs> Trafford anyway. Yeah, so. that was the worst one. Anyway, else spotted anybody you didn't even need to see them or have a That's car amazing. park debate with them. Perfect. Vivian Richards, <laughs> Sir Isaac Rivian Richards, Viv Richards, good. No, Michael no. Jackson, Jera Butler, Angus Deaton. I knew this would be a good feature.
0: <laughs> yeah. um, Viv Richards is my favourite for obvious reasons. But... Yeah, yeah.
2: Again, a lot of the younger folk. Do you want to explain? Yeah.
0: Uh, Viv Richards was a very, very, very good cricketer. <laughs> So, for the younger folk, or for the people listening to this at home, thinking Danny's on about cricket
2: again. Yeah, it turned, uh, being a St. George's podcast, it does seem to delve into cricket quite a bit, unfortunately, <laughs> but we can't really do much with that. Viv Richards is an excellent one. Anybody else? What's the most ridiculous one you've seen? I've seen Judy Murray in Spar in That's cool. She was buying eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Good for her. Yeah, that was pretty poor. I played darts against Bobby George once. There's, remember, there's a lot of younger people who will not have a <laughs> clue who Bobby
0: George is. <laughs> he was the king of bling, wasn't he? And he turned up in a... Ra- right, so I didn't play against him in sort of a darts tournament, so I'm counting this as not being tenuous. It was an exhibition. for I, I would say union. Um, and he was... Yeah, so Bobby George, for the younger people, used to wear an awful lot of gold. Like He was a darts player and he wore a lot of gold. Get a the king up. of bling. Yeah, get a picture of. And he turned up in a darts shirt that was sponsored by Ramsden's Cash for Gold, which was excellent. He uh, he's in the sun, he's in some Nick. I mean, he looks like he's made of butter. <laughs> <laughs> he's
2: good, and the man's melted, but, <laughs> yeah, but some fine jewellery there. Any more? What's that? Richard Whiteley and Carol Vordeman, twice nightly. Brilliant. <laughs> what was that, up? Were you on countdown? You went yeah. on yeah. countdown, yeah. <laughs> I was just taking the mic. How did you get on? I got beaten. The <sighs> Ah, what was the word you'll never forget? What word, sorry? Tawdryish. Tawdryish. When when it's a little bit tawdry. Yeah, that's a that's a word. Um, we had this good discussion just before everybody came in today. I was playing countdown on my phone, and I, I made up a word called uh, prudier. It's like she's a prude, but she's prudier. It's not apparently. But wasn't either.
4: But uh, it, oh, it happened to
2: be an anagram of dishwater, which was. Oh, <laughs> <well, well, laughs> I'll never forget that. I remember I was on Tipping Point. <laughs> um, <laughs> has anybody seen Sheesh. Tipping Point? Uh, with Ben Shepherd and that. I th- <laughs> if, if if you kind of turned it on after the first advert break you wouldn't have seen me well, first off how did you get knocked out Sam? because I said there was 15 minutes and three quarters of an hour but let's move on <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was a bit nervous because I, I was like I was doing well <laughs> but you <laughs> had sure. heard of St. Johnson because it was just after the cup final in 2014 14. and we um, were talking about football and went who's your team at St. Johnson Ah, went oh they won the cup for the first time so it um, went far and wide honestly I've heard that story now about
0: 50 odd times and I've seen the footage of it and it never gets any less funny <laughs> <But actually> <laughs> we move on we move on for Sam's benefit
2: yeah I don't think we'll ever match Michael Jackson parking t- stealing somebody's parking spot outside a toy shop not even
0: Jim Weir would do that he would not Jim would have more decorum than us to do that would he? and if he didn't would have he the decorum for his not to yeah if he didn't <laughs> It wouldn't be like outside a toy shop. It'd be at the tip or something like that. I don't know. It's a doggy Dog World down at the tip. I was there on Tuesday. Doggy Dog World. So I don't blame Jim for that.
2: I was down there and um, I, I was just waiting for the spot and a woman was just lumping cans of paint into the skip. Just haphazardly throwing tins of paint into it. I'm thinking, you can't do that. Not allowed to do that. There is
0: a specific paint area at the tip.
2: There is. Yeah, well, I know this better than most being in my no. professional profession. Throw it in the tea. That's where I usually lump them. A couple of br- <laughs> One brick inside the tin will weigh it down. That's fine. Dead I, I, fish all over the place. That is it. But, but they're, they're a lovely shade of magnolia, though. Right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to our next guest. A, a Nocturada resident like my good self, Dan, and what a bloody lovely fellow he was as well. Outnumbered by folk from Otsurada. What a world. What a world.
0: But he's a great, great lad. He really is.
2: So, yeah, one half of the directors, Martin McCormick, popped up on stage to join us uh, during the event to talk about the show. He was excellent, and here it is. So, um, you are the playwright, you have written and you're directing Owen the Saints. Co-directing
4: it, just co-directing to qualify that, I, I don't say, want yes. her to freak out. I know, i am
2: going to say, <laughs> i may met her, drop <laughs> her name into it. Um, what inspired it, first and foremost?
4: Um, I th- well, I think uh, the proposition was taken to me, and I think it was about us coming out of the pandemic about this theatre being able to throw open its doors to the community and something this community kind of, something this community uh, really identifies with and whatever. But the majority of people in Perthshire um, kind of have some form of common ground some commonality because it's that thing about football mm-hmm. that it, you know, it kind of transcends politics and it transcends religion and it transcends culture and gender and ethnicity and everything you know it's one of these things that binds everyone everything and i think a lot of like when people think of theater it maybe can be a bit i don't know maybe maybe sometimes it can push people away a wee bit yeah um because it's about an issue or it's about a theme that maybe not everyone can get on board with but you know it's that kind of thing with, with, with football it's a kind of real unifier you know especially yeah. around here
2: certainly and what can people Expect when they come to the show.
4: Well, it's that Angler? thing where. So I, I've been to see a lot of. I'm a, I'm a big football fan, you know, and 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 um, and I've been to see a lot of f- plays about clubs, and they tend to be like. I remember going to see one years ago, and it was um, it was about the Celtic player Johnny Thompson. The guy that died in the twenties, I think, and the the Prince it was called. And it was fine, you know, and I know people are associated with the show, so I'm not going like, to rip into it or anything, but it's that kind of thing where it was just, you know, he, he the, the actor came out and uh, playing him came on stage and then they talked a wee bit about how how successful he was and then he died and then they all talked about how sad that was and it was like it never really took you on this journey and it wasn't theatrical yeah. and it, it wasn't exciting it never tapped into the kind of never tapped into the community never tapped into like how you know how his family felt or how the the guy that was involved in the incident I think it was Sam English who was a Rangers player But like the aftermath with him he took to the bottle and he you know he had this Fallout, and that was that was a really interesting part of that story, but they never really focused on that. They just made it all a bit kind of a bit Celtic. So, um, so I mean, at, at this point, I've got to be honest, I've kind of forgotten what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> Are you involved in <laughs> politics at all?
2: What, really going to what edge, can they it? expect when they come to the show?
4: What well, can we they expect? expect? So, yeah, so I think it's that thing where the, it's, about, it's, about, it's about the club, but it's about, you know, it's about the stories that people, the kind of folklore, the mythology of the club, and just the stuff that maybe people uh, didn't know and um, didn't know about from yesteryear, or, you know, like people's experiences, the matches, experience... Of being associated with the club, and and also really celebrating the things that are connected to the club, because it's that thing. If you if you look at the kind of, I'm going to do a visual jo- a visual gag here, which is obviously not going to work in this in this medium. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do that every time. Do you, know, it's it's not, it's not, it's you do it all the time, so don't you? Um, but is, but like if you, if you if you if you think about like the the kind of if you were qualify or quantify the success of the club. In terms of major silverware, it'd be like a flat graph, and then recently it would just go crazy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be like suddenly you'd look at this chart, and there's been an earthquake recently. Um, but so it's look it's looking in that kind of that almost like an inverted commas barren patch, and looking and seeing what made this club fascinating. And there's loads to there's loads of fascinating things, interesting, funny things that you can bring to the stage. I mean, I was looking at. The chart that you guys are, like, one name just sprung out, and it was Aggie Moffat's, and just like you're just like that that the fact that she as an belongs to this club as an asset, is this kind of thing of a folklore that you can pluck out and go, let's put that story on on the stage, even just momentarily, yeah, and make it theatrical as well. I'm, I'm kind of I, I don't I, I'm looking at Katie right now, but every time I think about the because it's, it's it's in the it's in the play. There's a bit of Aggie Moffat and I can't say what it is because I just think it's absolutely brilliant even if I and it kind of feels like I'm giving myself a big pat in the back but I'm not I'm giving her and the club a big pat in the back you know
2: That's it, um, and
4: Graeme Souness. Yeah, Oh right okay <laughs> yeah, yeah, strolled line. <laughs> inspired by the
2: Oscars per Yeah
4: there won't be any fake tan left in Perth City Centre by the time that actor gets her Who's playing Aggie? Uh, whoever wants to play Aggie here really <laughs>
2: <laughs> That
0: is yeah. it
4: Yeah
2: I get a bit. What's that? <laughs> I bit.
0: Probably a little Shave bit. Shave it off. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So, Martin. Um. What I want to ask you about, mate, is seeing all the importance of the community in sort of the construction of the show. if You get me? Like Night's like tonight, and obviously all the build up and uh, the community cast. You know, stuff that we know about that's been going on for sort of literal years now. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. But how important in the actual? Sort of writing of the play as a community. How big a role does the community play in, in the sort of storyline?
4: Well, it's that kind of thing where I'm writing it and then I'm getting to points in the script and I'm going, insert story here by community member because I think, like, the stuff that people who want to be involved in the show, the people that want to be involved in the show, I think that what they'll have to say will be far more heartfelt and far more honest and far more emotional and genuine than anything there's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, saggy. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's kind of it's kind of weird. It's a go go into it too much because it's boring. But like, but when you write a play, you just kind of you 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 know you you would never do that. You would never be allowed to do that. Like, I don't know what I'm going to write here, but can I get paid now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's written down in your email. But but that's what that's where everyone comes in and you know, that's far, like I said, it's just, it's, it's it's far more interesting for me to hear what people have got to say. And I think when people f- hear it literally coming out of the mouth of a fan, if I was in the audience and I followed this club, like, I think that would speak to me more than, you know, some actor on equity minimum every week. Like, I think it's, is it, if I'm right in saying it, it's primarily based around the 2014,
2: mm. in terms of, as you say, the peak and the as of the small trough at the moment. it's got to be brilliant for a playwright, even this season with the drama of being a bit crap. It's
4: got to be-, okay. be... Have you had that Dundee United game as well then? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, it's got to be, because we spoke to Ed Hodge who wrote the St. Johnson book. He wrote the one in the 2014 game and then he just could not believe his lucky stars what happened last season. Yeah. He's, he was basically counting the money as, yeah. as <laughs> saying Saints were lifting the trophy. It's got to be. It's got to make your life a heck of a lot easier.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think it's that thing where, <laughs> like, it, it seems like everyone's uh, everyone's memory of l- last year's success, last season's success pardon, is big. Pardon, it's almost kind of private because mm. we weren't allowed to be. We weren't allowed to have. We, uh, yeah, you could go on Twitter and stuff like, and yeah, you could go on Facebook. So I think, in a way, although although the play doesn't focus directly on that because. There's not a lot of drama you can bring to people watching it in, in the living room. Yeah, that's kind of the the angle, of the justification for me for not f- why we are focusing more on 2014 because there's just far more human stories going on. Yep. But you're totally right. Like the fact that I, I, it would be naive of me and remiss of per theatre, I think, to not ag- even acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. That, that that last year, you know, last year was incredible. Yeah, you know, it's that kind of thing. Like it does feel a bit to me like last year, mm-hmm. like you know. If a tree falls in the woods and no one's around to hear it, did that, did that actually happen? It's, it's, it's the like, sweet
2: moment, isn't it? Of the brilliant what happened, but it was a shame that nobody could be there to see it. Like, it's like
4: somebody said to me. Like I was speaking to uh, a saint, and he was saying, um, "It was like being a lifelong saint." And he was like, "It's the most Perth thing ever." That thing happening last year, oh, you know, hundred percent. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's just like oh, just typical, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. And then also that you know, I mean, it was you guys. I think it was you guys that. Uh, heard this on your podcast and I'm not being a souk that's something thank you um, very but much just like, all on Spotify for but, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: good
4: <laughs> but just that the, the kind of the unfairness obviously the unfairness of it all that it happened during the pandemic uh, and maybe there's an argument to be made that that's why it happened as well like on the Venn diagram or on the pie chart of you know reasons why Saint, Saints won the double but also that thing where you, you look at like um, Callum like Never managing a match in front of supporters, you know? Yeah. It's surreal. It's weird. Like Some of the players, like you see, like Guy Melamed, last year, had a great season for Johnson.
2: Never seen him play They're in the flesh. Players. Never really seen Sean Rooney as well until this season, which is incredible. I think that we'd never seen him play... Did, in the flesh until the season. not uh, he go, Melo, didn't he? Went back to Israel.
4: Did he go I back think, to Israel?
2: Yeah. So my, my last question is, do you think the play will be so much better if nobody turns up? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> what, you mean we've got to do it on Zoom like everything else? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it,
2: <yeah. laughs> to, to fit in with how good St. Johnson are, the show, will it be better if nobody turns up? I don't think that'll be the case with this show, I don't think. <laughs> Mark, thank you very much. Really well, appreciate absolute it. Absolute pleasure. You. <laughs> Thanks, <man. laughs> we'll see you very soon. Thanks, man. Top fella super right, superb lad really
0: is and he's doing a great job doing a great thing with this uh with a play so yeah more power to him and he's my favorite resident of otterada
2: oh yeah so, and then Lynn. and then Lynn. <laughs> yeah, and then the boys <laughs> yeah who are having a lovely time in Blackpool. your neck of the woods oh, do you know what man, we had this morning a vip trip to coral island are they still at coral island now uh, no just now they're at uh, the family bar on the central pier as we speak VIP uh, in Coral Island between 10 and 12 they got unlimited they got 20 pound worth of pound coins 10 worth of 10 peas uh, 9 free goes at the Arabian Derby and unlimited shots on the pirate ship flyer thing in the ghost train that's unbelievable
0: that's not a bad that's a pretty sweet deal I'm going to tell you I mean 21 pound coins don't last very long <laughs> in Coral Island but other than that
2: no like i seen them on like them
0: come up with a ghost train
2: yeah, you no, know, he didn't want to go on the ghost train. They, they shot themselves, so they just went on the pirate thing a couple of times.
0: Ah, oh, fair enough.
2: But um, yeah, their train's not until two o'clock tomorrow, so they're desperate to go to the pleasure beach. But Lynn refusing to pay seventy pounds to get them both in, and I think it's too late to shonk a deal.
0: It is. What's it? That place has gone outrageous.
2: Yeah, do you know what Britain's really missing? I was thinking to say like a big, massive like Disney World or Universal or something like that, like. It's missing something massive. There's got to be a Olden big... Towers
0: is as close as you get. Yeah,
2: there's got to be a green belt somewhere which we can destroy and stick a big, massive resort on it.
0: Yes. Let's do that. This is how we make our millions, Doggerland.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Is that not already up to your hill? Yeah, we, we we promised not to turn this podcast blue this week, but uh, we have uh, fallen at... One how of, blue is the hot <laughs> Blue is the actual podcast this week. It's pretty bad, isn't it? Uh you yeah. we went blue. Yeah, I listened back like, when I was recording and I literally had to put out a disclaimer saying it was a wee bit sweary. But it's yeah. um It wasn't what? just sweary, it was it was blue. Blue uh, comedy. Uh, <laughs> well, blue for the dads. Bit bit of blue, bit of blue for the dads. But speaking of dads <laughs> this is a really tenuous like the community cast um is full of dads. <laughs> it's, a, it's the best I could do. But we Right, uh, he's in it, he's got four kids. Indeed, indeed. Um But we got uh spoke to St. Johnston fan Gordon Small. We got him up on stage and he was absolutely fantastic. He sung us a song, he read us a poem.
0: He did, he did all of that. And you probably recognise got he's fairly well kempt Face around McDermott actually.
2: Um you'll see him with his kind of half and half Sunderland slash St. Johnston kind of tracksuit top thing on. It's a it's a work of art that thing.
0: It is a work of art. Um and also I'm gonna go very niche here for a shocker. The sort of things he's got on the back, the two nil he's got on the back, and then now he's actually got two in lettering on a slant. It's like an arcade, it's like off an arcade fire album. Right, that, which that really pleases me. It Don't, is niche. But I don't think Gordon was going for that.
2: That's, That's That was going to be my next That's question for you there. One. Was he going for an Arcade Fire album cover?
0: It was a very specific album as well. It was the Suburbs.
2: But anyway, uh, we called, we got <laughs> Basically, as we've discussed with Martin McClintock, the play surfaces around 2014. So the first question when we got Gordon on stage was what his memories was that day. So let's go
1: straight into that now, Dan. Let's do it. Um, fantastic occasion. Definitely the happiest day of my life ever. And I've got two sons, grandkids a lot. But to me the thing I felt more than anything else was the day before, the night before the build up, absolutely amazing my son lives in Prague flew him over, picked him up at Edinburgh Airport the day before, the anticipation was superb, went to Bathgate on the way, stopped off and got a Greg spy from him, he's not had one for about two years <laughs> important, getting him in the mood went to Bathgate, picked up one of the grandkids, Andrew who was five years old and brought him back Uh, to Perth because the other son was working and we came back to Perth and as you were driving down towards Broxton roundabout it was amazing your heart was there, it was a big circle of flags and scars tears and eyes before the final and you're you're in anticipation, you're excited and all the rest of it. The night before I took this picture now the chances of me getting a picture of the flag like that with my five year old grandson with a flag is absolutely amazing and there's a story about this flag. I was at the semi-final outside Ibrox with Drew Faulkner, God rest his soul. And I was there with a guy, Ian Stewart and Danny Gardner, we were, we were there. There was this Saints fan crying outside the ground before the kickoff. He couldn't get into the game. He'd had a bit too much of the hard stuff. And I can again, he says, could you take my flag in? That's the flag we took in. And that's from the semi final. So he was at that game in the flag course. And we all know the song we sang at the semi final. Who the F is Steve? You maybe yeah, turned yeah. it all the way around. We reversed that song. Absolutely brilliant. No, but to me, it was a build up the night before. I've never felt like that in my life. Obviously, the day, but the anticipation, the expectation, the talking about it, and we're going to win. And oh, but God, it was absolutely superb. Um, and up in that semi final, um, a lot of people found it
2: a more surprising day out than the actual final itself because nobody, because yeah. we've been, the bridesmaid so many times in semi-finals yeah. and to finally come good, even being 1-0 down at Aberdeen at half-time, at that, it was just...
1: The 1-0 down, I know. How was somebody so drunk? It was a half-twelve kick-off. Fair play to the guy. Uh, <laughs> good that, job. The other thing as well, the cup that you're talking about being in the community now, but that cup final in May, it brought so many people back to Perth from all over. My, my son was on the way home on the Monday and he standing at the airport, jack on, and just a wee edge of his... Saint's talk was shown, and this guy comes up and says, "You're still smiling." Then he was flying back to Iceland. You know, they came from all over the world. Your Alan Gorey's or whoever the lot. Yeah, all over the world they came. But no, that that, that, that was it. But I'd just like to maybe sing a, a wee song about other things because I know you're trying to bring people in. But I think it'd be great if you could get a wee six, seven-year-old boy in to try and get the feeling of maybe me or other people at that age. Because to me, Saint Johnson was it, and. I lived up in Tweed's Road, and every day I would hammer, Saturday, hammer down the road, half two kickoffs in these days, no floodlights. I think I've mentioned, but first in the queue, the boys get paid your sixpence, ran like hell up the stairs, over to be a ball boy. There was no official ball boys in these days. The first guy through the barrier or over the fence was a ball boy, and you helped pick the corrugating iron sometimes off the goal. It was, you know, protecting the goal surface. He sat down in that, one in on one end, one in another, and the policeman would walk around and say, if him was okay. I had one very, very embarrassing moment then because I fancied myself as a goalkeeper and my mother had knitted me a big orange polar neck jumper, like, you know. Cheers, Mum. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I'm there proudest punch and it was a game. And this was at the ice rink end. It was the ball boy. And the ball went right up there behind the goal and I went to catch it right through my arms. And bounced up in there and the crowd were hey! <laughs> my face was more orange than the bloody top. <laughs> These are the experiences that I had as a kid. but And I think it'd be good if you could get maybe, I don't know if it's going to be acting on the stage or whatever, but a wee seven or eight-year-old kid to try and bring out some of the feelings of us older ones and even yourselves onto a wee lad, eyes, scarf, away at the game, something like that as well. It's another take on it. But I'd just like to remember a, a great friend of mine, Tubby Clark, who was unequivocally one of the best Saints fans you could get he was, he, he was down in London for a bit as well and he was stories of him way, Saints had a pre-season friendly way to Southend on the bus with the Saints fans and he was at a game in Fife once and the Saints game put off and they all went into Stars Park and they mistook him for Buck McCary and you know he got you know the board remoting for him basically but he, he was great and I knew him from years back we were at school together and he was the one that would you know be the cheerleader and write songs and all the rest of it and the one that I remember particularly was about Henry Horn. I just sing it the first night when Henry was here. No, I'll, I'll just sing it. And I can't sing, by the way. I was told to mime in the school choir, <laughs> you know, and that's true. Because it like it's, <laughs> I am Henry the hi am Henry the hi I am. I am. I'm the hero of the boys in blue. I've got a left you got a right one too. Every goal is a Henry. Henry makes them, takes him, Wham! Oh, the H stands for Henry. Henry the H I am. That's it. But, uh, but that might be a good thing to put in him, a wee hymn. Get them I, all joining in. I so. you know, am going to talk about the panto. Guy I'll Try not be too long, but the panto. And this was after we beat Celtic 3-2. It was we come down from Shetland, but got into the game and that. A long time ago in Tommy Turner's days, and that, and the pantomime was on, and it was Ugly Sisters. And you certainly couldn't crack this joke now. But one sister shouted to the other joke, I'm (laughs) joking. No, 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 (laughs) no, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. One of the ugly sisters shouting, Hey, hey, Nettie, see you're wearing your St. Johnson bat. What do you mean, Aggie? No support, no cups. Terrible. I, but I think I've got a sound that I've got <laughs> wah, wah, wah button on this somewhere. <laughs> but that was the best year. Well, it happened in the theatre? I don't know really. <laughs> but, um, no. But Another being th- a fan from... When was your first game, When did you start going to the football?
2: Oh, way back in the 50s. 50s? Ehrlich, so, early 50s. 50s.
1: 60s. The best thing you could to, have yeah. thought
2: would be end of the 60s, but then it comes back I, to... But
1: the Billy Ormond team was unequivocally the most exciting team I've seen. Not the most successful, but they played... You could go along every week and get goals. Guaranteed and entertainment goals. I mean, between them, they scored hundreds of goals. But unfortunately, I didn't see any of these European games because it was down in Manchester studying at the time and I couldn't get back up for the game. So that was a big disappointment. But... Um, also, I just want to mention another wee story I've got here. I was at, um, well, I was away and I couldn't get a ticket for the Rangers St. Johnson game. It was a Saturday morning game. This has gone back 12 years. So I went down early because the touts were outside. And I got a ticket from a Rangers fan talking about neutrality and being on <laughs> a certain end of the ground. <laughs> so an orange
2: jumper would have fitted
1: in there I, to be fair. <laughs> uh, um, but the game was put off. We were down in the suite in about an hour. Or so we were there. That was a disastrous time when someone did not put on the heating at the Ormond end. But, fortuitously, we played them in the postponed match and we won fairly comfortably. And it's one of the best ever performances I've seen against the Old Firm. And they, I drove that night. I didn't have any drink. And I was driving up the road and it just came to me. And I, I was lying in bed and I composed this little poem. Quite simply about the game, so... By all means. And oh, I think it, 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 I called it a note to Saints. I actually wrote it to slag off my fellow workmate at the time. He was a Rangers fan. And he says, did you get off this off YouTube or something? I said, oh, I made it up in bed last night. So I don't think it's too bad, but anyway, we we'll are going about it. Saints fan, Gordon. Ben's a victory point. My right? Ode to Saints. Upon the wing there raced an on Celt. He is known as young Killian Sheridan, With his left, he gave the ball a pelt. One nil, two cents, you don't know how it felt. Then came young Miller, a rocket of a shot. Mesmerised like a big gorilla, McGregor rooted to the spot. Oh my, this game's a thriller. A Pappage goal in between. Then the Jers began to dream until a header from Liam Craig Silenced them all from McDermott to the Hague. A saint's dream, not so vague. Along came Walter with his plan. Replaced Boyd with the headless man. To To saints fans it brought a smile. To see the enthusiastic Kyle. Run around for mile and mile. Made it all the more worthwhile. Like a headless chicken he ran around. Inside, outside, out of the ground. All in vain, as once more, the super sainties made it four. A substitute called Young Murray caused half the fans to leave in a hurry. Bastard. Yeah. And for anyone who didn't realise, that,
2: that was uh, we beat Rangers 4-1 that day, correct, correct. Uh, 2010. Right. The goal scored by Kelly and Sheridan was very similar to Callum Henry's last weekend. Very uh, much same spot, a, a cracking and, shot, hit the cracked yeah. it right. Uh, and we'll finish up, it going, It's been absolutely superb. Right, yeah. But what does? Uh, it's a quite a loaded question, this one. But what does St. Johnstone mean to you? You've got a, a lot of young community cast here that are going to be taking part in the St. Johnstone play. You're obviously going to be coming along or getting involved. Right. What
1: does St. Johnson mean to you? Well, it was my as a kid, it was my life. End of story. Up down, St. Johnson, that was it. Blue and white, the socks, the whole lot. It's in the it's in the blood. My father was a sense fan, the grandfather was a sense fan. My father was a cousin of Sandy McLaren, and we've got some nice photos of young when he's young and that in an album. But it just means everything, I mean that was it, because there wasn't the same entertainment in these days, you know. It was football, football, football. And St. Johnson were the local team, always supported the local team. Home and away, i have been from Stranraer to Dingwall. I so, so, was it? lucky enough when I was older. I was down in the northeast and we played Darlington in a pre-season friendly. And I walked in, I couldn't believe it. Roddy Grant's comeback game, you know. Although would beat us 2-1, but it didn't matter. No, just going far and wide to see them. A lot of happiness, a lot of ups and downs, some sad times. I think one of the saddest times result-wise, a we few, few of us ended up in the Leeds in Club crying after it but. Grown men was when we were up against Rangers and uh, the smallest man in the park got unequalised. equaliser. We went 3-2 It was in John Docherty, Johnny Brogan's days. And I think Tulloch was in goal and Redford scored for range. Big Drew Rutherford, you know, didn't go out for it. And easy header for Redford in the net. And that was in the days of Ali McCoy. And it brings in one of the trick questions as well for a quiz question. Ali McCoy's first goal at Ibrox. It was for St. Johnston against Rangers in yeah, okay. the replay when we gave E3 one of the replay. Get it down. But that's what it means to me. It's been my two sons, especially the older one, he's got it through here. He's out in Prague, he's got the Saints telly, you know, and he he watches it all the time. I've got I've got programmes going back to the sixties, you know, great, great times away in the bus in the olden days. The bus used to leave leave from the town, you'd to go down near the the south end, you get your ticket for the bus, and uh, you're on the way down to Stranraer. Away to air, I remember we go down to air one day. We got lost in the wheels and come on, it was bad weather.
2: Beverly in the bus.
1: <laughs> 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 and we were just um, coming near the ground. The Saints bus was coming away from the ground. In the game was often. I remember vividly Alec Ferguson sitting in the bus, thumbs down, telling us the game was off. You know, oh. so we came back. But anyway, no, just just love them Saints. But went. Far and wide. But my big regret I wasn't able to see any of the European games in the the Ormond era. That, that. But yeah. fantastic There's stories about people going away and cars and all sorts of stuff. Oh, in these I know. Games. Far and wide I've supported since you know. I went. Need to be more fans like you around Gordon. I Thank I
2: you very much for coming to join us. Okay, Gordon, you What a guy. What a lovely fellow. Could have chatted to him for hours.
0: Yeah, lovely guy, very interesting guy. Um, I was actually having a chat to him as well when we were, we had a little interval. And we we're having a, I was just having a cup of tea with him,
2: and um, not even talking about saying stuff, but he was very, very interesting guy. Yeah, top fella, and we were delighted he came on. He was he actually requested to come up, and we we couldn't we we couldn't be more delighted to have chatted to him. So really appreciate, it. and he is one of the cast members along with Steve Bright as well, who we had on the podcast recently. He's going to be in the community cast. Is. That's how we got him on. That is how he got him on. He came in introduce and introduced himself. I went, Right, we'll see you on Sunday. We're going to be you're, We're getting on the podcast right away. So, And what a guy yeah, he actually, was as well.
0: Oh, he's a brilliant lad. But he actually said to me, He's like,
2: Oh, I can get you an in with Steve
0: Bright. And we were like, Oh, the guy did super set. Yeah, yeah, please. And he's like, Yeah,
2: it's me. <laughs> yeah, we should have really like, put two and two and together me. there with that. <laughs> Yeah, so- is a sneaky sizzle. But I tell you what, we forgot to do on the podcast midweek was thank him personally over the podcast for this wonderful bit of art that he he did for us.
0: I know we were too busy talking about boxer shorts and stuff, but <laughs> um no, that was great,
2: wasn't he? That was superb. Brilliant. Um what a guy. We, we were never gonna ask him to do it, but we always kind of really secretly kind of hoped that he might have, really have done it. You <laughs> 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 genuinely, and when he did it, we're like unbelievable i was absolutely beaming i showed Lynn, you couldn't believe it and it's brilliant we're going to actually incorporate it into into our logo at some point uh next year we're not going to do mugs with our face on it because nobody wants that but we might get a cardboard cut out. we might get a cardboard cut out yeah let's do it just that's that's good when's your birthday dan christmas present
0: How's yours that? is before mine so that's
2: my present sorted i'm 40 next year dan Yeah, we are only 39 this year. I know, I know, but 40 next year's horrid, horrid, hogging. Anyway, we've spoke to a lot of, we've spoke to the director, we've spoke to chief organiser, we've spoke to uh, some of the folk that were there that night. Now, you know what comes in pairs. Ant and Dick. Markman wise George O'Brien, the Royal the Club Shop of Shame, Obviously. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> we thought we'd put it to the crowd. We <laughs> we thought we'd put it to the audience. What a, what merchandise could they sell at the theater that night to promote Oh in the Saints? What would be up there in the merchandise stall? There were some absolutely corking suggestions, but we had to, we actually had to explain it to a few of the younger kind of actors who were there, who who'd obviously never heard the podcast, and not a clue what we were talking about. And I did actually show them a picture of a thong, which I felt a bit felt a bit grimy about. You you did do. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was something. <laughs> but we got some absolutely tremendous suggestions in, and I think we should let people hear them.
0: Yeah, let's take it away back to, uh, back to the cast.
2: Here we go. So on the podcast, we at the moment, we try and talk as little as about St. Johnson as possible, basically because the season's been pretty grim. And we do a feature called the Club Shop of Shame. Now... <laughs>
0: It's my favorite. It's my favorite thing that we do. Honestly. So
2: basically, a lot of football clubs out there have a lot of terrible merchandise. What we've had: foam hands from West Ham. What else have we had? We had the a foam, well, they weren't foam hands. They were well, they were foam they went on your hands,
0: but they were actually foam Upton Parks. We've got a West Ham fan in in here now. They were foam Upton Parks. We've had
2: apologies. Um, you, you got one in your, in your possession. Dog poo bag holders with an AFC Bournemouth <laughs> badge in it. That was a Stoke City tape measure. Um, a Man City bra. Like the well, worst re- items. Um, what was the other Stoke City one we had? Oat Cake Mix. Oat Cake Mix, Oat yeah. Cake with mix. a Stoke City badge in it. Um, Ridiculous. So, we're thinking, um, if this show... Are, are you going to have a merch stand? Well, this is where we go. Sam, if, can I interrupt? Go on. We missed off the greatest one we've had. Go on. That was the uh, Stad um
0: gra- uh, pool-cleaning robot.
2: Yeah, if you've got a, a swimming pool in your back garden and you need a robot to get it cleaned, Rene FC are your team because they've got a branded one. <laughs> a, PS, a, a Paris Saint-Germain uh, gear stick knob. Yeah, that was good. That was pretty grim. Um, Coventry City screen wash. Now, I get, sort of get it if you're
0: hocking stuff where it's got a ba- I don't agree with it, but if it's got a badge on it and you can see it, but you, you can't put a football badge, you can put it on the bottle, but who's gonna see the bottle of screen Screamers? So yeah, you not like go. square out the badge or And to give screen. you an example,
2: we got sent this today to to go into the, the club shop of shame. So this is the FC Dallas thong. <laughs> I don't know if you can all see that. It's probably not something that if you had Owen the Saints at Pear Theatre on that. I don't know how well that would sell. Dan would probably buy a pair. Um, so we'll give you a few minutes. If you just can think of anything at all, that would be a good sell. It doesn't need to be rubbish. Can you think of anything that would be worthwhile selling at the venue to go in to, to promote the show that can be worn out or it's a good t-shirt? It's always good to have a nice slogan on a t-shirt. <laughs> I have a Bayern Munich rubber duck that when you put it in the bath,
0: it lights up and chants Bayern Munich.
2: Oh! <laughs> that is incredible. <laughs> Write it down, we're using that.
0: <laughs> and, and
2: it still works after 10 years.
0: Ian, right? That's good. You <laughs> might get a shout out on the podcast yeah, next week. No
2: so maybe uh, a rubber duck <laughs> with uh, with Petra McCready's head on it. By chance, or oh, win the Saints when it lights up in the bath, it could light up teal and magenta. I think that's a winner. The dual function. <laughs> it really does. I, 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 every bath I've ever had now seems a little bit disappointing. Dan. <laughs> I'm glad that I've not had this. I,
0: I just, I
2: just ever regret owning a bath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bath. Oh, now we're talking. Bath bombs. <laughs> get it down. Some theatre-based bath bombs. <laughs> I'm still writing down. Buy Munich rubber ducky. Give me time. <laughs> Sings by. But I've got Munich. a really clean bath because I use my Stadroni pool cleaner to sit it in the bath. Keep <laughs> oh, the bath. that's that, that's that's just gross. My <laughs> shoes. Oh, I said something today, which was one of these Japanese, you know, weird things that they come up with
3: inventions, and it was because we're, you know, we're going to be,
2: uh, we've got no money have we? Because the electricity bills are going to. Oh, be- right.
3: So, save yourself some money on toilet. You clip it onto
2: the toilet seat, and it's battery operated, and it's a
3: little brush in the middle. Oh, wow. Well, I'm going to be selling them, so if you
2: want any, just save me at the end of the night. Yeah, I'll space you. Get in touch with Bev. Are you, still, are you still involved with the retail at St Johnston? A St Johnston revolving bog brush.
3: Well, you
2: could have it, you know, whatever colour you want. I was wondering what other multi-purpose users would got over there. Um... But japanese they always go for their yeah. toilet inventions over there eh? they are very they are ahead of the game
0: on sort of toilet hygiene
2: <laughs> they certainly I'll are I'll give them that Michael Jackson and now the revolving you oh. should be on right you're coming on the podcast <laughs> you're the <laughs> third post, get host get, get yourself up. involved bath bombs how have we never even gone there before Dan it is exactly the sort of thing we do it is why we've not done a range of dogger saints bath bombs uh, some hygiene well there was one suggestion which thankfully it didn't make the final edit because it was pretty, yeah, no, it was no. pretty blue. We did, use, well, did obviously include the, the the electric bog brush, but there was another suggestion which came after that, which really did uh, uh, cross the cross the blue line there. And it's a it's a family podcast. This, this episode, family pod, family episode. This is a pre-watershed podcast. This yes. is pre-watershed. There'll be no effing and Jeffin on this podcast, my friends. No, and you know I me. Mean? Professor Holson, <laughs> there is no effing and jeffing for me at the best of times. Exactly right, but I drop a couple of C bombs here and there, but that's about it. That's absolutely fine. But I encourage everybody as we wrap this up to go see the show. All oh, when the Saints at Pear Theatre. Go to horsecross.co.uk and get your tickets. It runs from Thursday the second of June to Saturday, the 18th of June. There's a couple of matinees involved in that as well. I think there's two or three, I think two maybe. And basically, oh, in a sense, it's a new show all about Perthshire's finest football club and the community that supports it. If you know anybody that might be in it, go along. If There's not many things out there that kind of St. Johnston-based, which is different. So I'm going to go, you're going to go, we're going to go, basically. And it'll be... Look, at- we might even go together. I think we should. I think it'd be a lovely evening. Oh, we'd have a lovely old time. We will do. And it'll be absolutely brilliant. And as I say, I encourage you all to get along and support this. Support local theatre, obviously, as well, which is very important now that everything... Lockdown's finished. Have a wee night out. It's all about the Saints. And uh, apparently, I've seen bits of the script and it's as funny and emotional as in equal measures, but it's brilliant. St Johnston, Horse Cross, two Perth
0: institutions. Put them together baby, you've got a winner. I'm telling you, they've got a winner right there. So you get yourself, you get there, you go and see this show. You go and speak to the boys if you want any more information or better still, just get yourselves to horse cross.
2: If you need to learn anything more, I'm sure I'll be delighted to fill you in. Exactly. But that's come to the end of another locked-in episode. We will be back on regular Terraformer next week with one of two guests we're not quite sure yet we got very excited about a guest we thought we were getting on we don't know that if he is anymore but he might be who knows that's the joy of the podcast who knows but we'll see you all at Pear Theatre
0: we'll see you at Pear Theatre and we'll see you next week and we'll see you at Dundee come on we're living up big time on the Rattler up to Dundee <laughs> next Saturday and we'll have a rare old time bye bye do you have time to sing a goodbye song before you go always be.
3: Very soon I know, goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye, Goodbye. and tomorrow, just like today.